0: Good morning, everyone. We start each divine liturgy with a beautiful prayer. Heavenly King, consoler the spirit of truth, present in all places and filling all things, the treasury of blessings and the giver of life. Come and dwell in us, cleanse us of all stain, and save our souls, O good one. This prayer focuses on who the Holy Spirit is, and also what the Holy Spirit does in the world and in our lives. These two are very important aspects of the Holy Spirit, who he is and what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives today and what the Holy Spirit has done throughout not only the time since Christ, but also throughout the time of the Old Testament as well. The Holy Spirit is the second person of the Holy Trinity and is the power of God that, as the prayer says, is present in all places and fills all things. We can say that when we are inspired to do anything that is good, the Holy Spirit is working in us. And also, and very importantly, when we respond to that gift of the Holy Spirit, that also is the Holy Spirit working in us And it's an assurance that the Holy Spirit is strengthening us in that decision and also in the commitment to all the good things that God is working in us and helps us feel inclined towards and pushes us towards. Today we celebrate the work and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The celebration is called Pentecost, because this is the Greek word for 50, and Easter was 50 days ago. In the Old Testament, Pentecost was a celebration of the day God gave Moses the law on Mount Sinai. It was also the festival of the first fruits, and on this day people brought to the temple the first harvest of the the year. Today, Pentecost is the celebration of the sending forth of the Holy Spirit upon the Apostles, and of course on all of us, and also it is a celebration of the new law. In addition to the law that was given on Mount Sinai, there is now a new law that is not carved on stone, but is engraved on each and every one of our hearts. St. Paul tells us this in his letter to the Romans. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. They show that what the law requires is written in their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness. So that's why it's very important to think of our conscience, to consult our conscience, to nourish our conscience, and to be attentive to that movement of grace, That God is working in us. The harvest we celebrate today is not from a tree or from a bush or from a plant. It is not from the ground or from uh, uh, from the side of a wall. It is the fruit that comes from reflecting on how we have changed after celebrating the resurrection of Christ during these last 50 days. In St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, he distinguishes between the works of the flesh and the fruits of the Spirit, and in so highlights that there are two very distinct ways, the ways of the world and the ways of God, the ways in our hearts that lead us to things that are not healthy, and the ways of our heart that bring us to a lasting rootedness and joy in Christ. He says, now the works of the flesh are plain fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, dissension, and party spirit, enviousness, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And he goes on to contrast that lifestyle that we see and maybe perhaps we might even live with the fruit of the Spirit, which he says is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Today's celebration of Pentecost, therefore, focuses on the power of God in us and then helps us to think of how well we respond to the many gifts that God has given us. We sometimes want God to do more in the world, but when we look around, we realize that God has already done so much, and that we can't even count or number the things that God has done for us. The challenge, of course, is for us to begin to appreciate it. The importance of emphasizing the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is that this reminds us that the most wonderful works of God and everything he has done and will do in the future in us are useless without our response and our acknowledgement of it. God cannot be kind to a family member of ours. God cannot be patient for us. God cannot help the needs of those around us for us. What he does, though, is that he expects us to do that because he has filled us with his Holy Spirit. If we are expecting God to do these things, then we will be waiting for a long time, and even worse than that, we will be denying the importance of the gift that God has given us and the gifts and the graces that God moves in us to do those things which he specifically wants us to do. God wants there to be harmony within our families, And God wants the needy to be taken care of. But God wants us to do these things. God wants his Holy Spirit to live in us so that the work of the Holy Spirit can be seen and known and activated in us and through us. God's work, unfortunately, is severely crippled if we, who are his hands, eyes, and feet, Refuse to move. The Holy Spirit is alive in the world and in us insofar as we allow ourselves to be instruments of his action. St. Paul tells us in his first letter to the Corinthians, shun immorality. Every other sin which a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God? You are not your own. You are, brought, you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And in this, he you know, doesn't talk, just talk, mention the physical body, but we, who are body, both soul, mind, and flesh, that we glorify God in our thoughts, in our words, in our bodies, And also God is glorified in the things that he is sending and giving to us. We should all try to think of practical implications for this day of celebrating the Holy Spirit and practical implications for everything we read about the Holy Spirit in the Bible. When we feel that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit, even the little wrongs that we do seem very much out of place. When we accept and acknowledge and focus on our identity in Christ as being created in his image and likeness, and our actions flow from that image, then we begin to see the world in a radically different place. For example, we would probably never swear or hit someone or steal something from someone in church because we feel this is a holy place. That's good. Hopefully no one's ever done that. However, when we appreciate that we are just as holy as the church, then our perspective on life and our role in doing the work of God changes and begins to extend beyond just the walls of the church. It is important not only to think of the church building as holy because of the icons on the wall but because of all of us who are the living icons and are present in it and continue to be the presence of God in the world. This is what it means that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. We not only come to church to grow in holiness, but to grow in our understanding that absolutely everything we touch becomes holy. We want God to transform this world, of course, but God has given us that power and that grace in His Holy Spirit that lives in us, His temples. Let us think of another practical application of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. If we were walking and a Bible fell on our head, we would take that as a sign from God that He wants us to read a Bible. And if that Bible happens to to open to a particular inspiring page, we would all think that God has a special message for us right now, right here, and today. Unfortunately, this is not how God works. However, if you insist that this is how you want God to work, then after Divine Liturgy, please come forward and I'll drop a Bible on your head. (laughs) But that is not how God works. We need to see the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives in very, in very specific ways. And instead of waiting for our Bible to fall off a shelf to hit us, or for someone to hit us with a Bible, try to pick up a Bible And realize that when you pick it up, that's also the work of the Holy Spirit working in you. And then think of very practical ways of how you will read the Bible every single day, or at least every second, and how much you read, and how you you will place the Bible and spiritual reading as a priority in your life. Think of whatever strategy you may think of. So instead of waiting for the Bible to drop and hit you, why don't you put it in a place where you will hit it? Place it somewhere where you will frequently bump into it. If we put it on our chair, on our dining room table, or even better, on top of our remote control, then we can remind ourselves that God wants us to read it, and God wants to work in us in what we read. We can also remember that We put that Bible there as a reminder that the Holy Spirit is working in us and through us. These are very practical ways in which we can see our life of faith as not being passive. We are not waiting for God to make us do something against our will. Rather, we are turning inside, reflecting on the work of the Holy Spirit in us, and doing something that is very practical to reflect that that is not just a feeling of the moment, but is actually being put into practice in ways that glorifies God. God works in very subtle ways. He has given each and every one of you a gift. He has given all of us many, many, many gifts. He has given us gifts, and then he reminds us to look at them, and the best of all, he helps us to make those gifts grow, and also guide us in how to share those gifts with others. The Holy Spirit is working in the world and in our lives in very practical ways to give us peace, to give us direction, to give us courage, and to give us strength. We just need to be open to it and work with the Holy Spirit. Pentecost celebrates the sending of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles. It also celebrates the presence of the Holy Spirit in every generation since that first Pentecost Sunday. And it also, for us, celebrates the presence and work of that same Holy Spirit in us today and in every day of our life. Therefore, as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday, the sending forth of the Holy Spirit. This is the perfect day and a perfect opportunity to remind each other and ourselves every day to recognize the Holy Spirit working in you as you're praying today. Think of some grace that you feel God has given you that may not have been your idea, your thought. That grace of goodness to either do something good or to be good in one way or another. Recognize that very specific grace, and recognize it from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working in you. And then, through prayer, spiritual disciplines, and your presence here in church, and by also speaking about your life of faith to each other, to your family, strengthen the Holy Spirit's work in you. And thirdly, respond daily to what the Holy Spirit is guiding you to do And where the Holy Spirit is leading you and that's also why it's important to share your journey of faith to share what you're doing in your life to grow in your faith with your family and friends so that you as a family and as individuals and groups can continue to nourish each other and grow in the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Holy Spirit as we recite at the beginning of every Divine Liturgy is present in all places and filling all things, but not in an abstract way, not somehow, somewhere out there in the universe, but here, now, today, in our thoughts, in our words, in our emotions, in our struggles, in our joys, in every action and every movement in our heart and in our life, that glorifies God. This is the rich harvest of Pentecost, a harvest that has already been planted, a harvest that has already blossomed and grown, and a harvest that keeps growing when we welcome it, when we nourish it, and when we rejoice in its fruits in our lives.